one, two, three. Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Stephen Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 188. I have a very, very special guest, uh, my boy, Chris, the host from the Kickback Podcast. Chris, what's up, man? What's up, what's up? How's it going? Chilling, chilling. Sorry, I've just been so busy. I've been doing a lot of errands lately, just trying to... I went I was went to IKEA and just been kind of doing decorating my place. Mhm. Oh, okay, that's cool. I hate IKEA. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like you go online, it's like do you want to get the stuff or do you want to have someone come over and they can just make fix it for you? Yeah. I hate IKEA, dude. All the like just the assembling, just going to IKEA, having to deal with the line, having to deal with like, all that shit. I hate it. No, you know what? To be honest, I went to the one in Carson, and uh, I didn't see that much people uh, for some kind of reason. That's kind of weird. Oh, okay. I remember my parents, uh, when I was younger, they would, they would like, try to trick me into, like, because obviously they would need help and shit, but they would always try to, they would always try to trick me, like, oh, we're just going to go have lunch, and this, and I was like, all right, cool, we're going to go have, so we would go, and they're like, oh, we're just going to stop at Ikea really quick. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, I just... If we're going to go to Ikea, man, as long as I get, like, the vegan hot dog or a pizza, but that artificial soda, ugh, so nasty, man. So nasty. Yeah. I, I, they try to do that kind of, like, that Costco thing where you can, like, you know, eat there and all that. So it's totally different. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so uh, have you watched that new documentary on Netflix already, The Cecil Hotel? No, I haven't. I've been, uh, oh what I've been doing, I've been on a big kick with uh, my family. We've been really really strict on actually watching documentaries together really so we finished uh, the night stalker together we ended up watching uh, the comedy store sp- uh, documentary on showtime uh, how's that one that one's so good dude it is so so good like especially if you like comedy and all that i know you do mm-hmm. yeah man like they the way it's done the way it was done was so perfect because it it started Literally from the the beginning to how uh, everything got started to how Mitzi ended up being the the full time owner to every single comedian that came through there it was dude best yeah. documentary I've seen in a while. Did they talk about the dark times when no one went to the comedy store? Then yep. And what happened when the, the manager or whatever got fired or and they brought in these two people who took over the comedy and all these like who's who's of comedy stars just started coming and that's when it started like selling out at the comedy store every fucking night they talked about everything they talked about the joe rogan and carlos mencia thing they talked about everything and it was just it was so good dude like i i was watching it i i I didn't cry but i was just like so emotional watching everything and just being able to get that like deep dive into like all these little stories that I've never heard before. Mm-hmm. They were, they were, it was so good. I would recommend if anybody likes comedy, especially like, like those comedy nerds, you're going to love that one. You should get like some comedy, like, you know, down the road with your podcast. When you do one-on-one of like, who's really, really been there in the comedy stores from the thick and thin until now where who knows, maybe Ari, Ari Shafir, you know, Bobby Lee, someone, you know, Oh yeah, definitely. That'll be a that'd be a dream come true to talk to one of those guys. Did you watch the interview, the Tiger Belly with Bobby Lee and his lady, where they interviewed that uh, Carlos, <laughs> Carlos Mencia? Yeah. What you, you think about that? You know, I was 
it was funny because as soon as I watched it, I, I was sent. I sent it to my brother. I sent it to all my co-hosts, Jesse, Abe, and Louie. Like, and I was like, bro, watching this, I got so pissed at Carlos Mencia because he just couldn't fucking own up to it. He couldn't own up to it that he that he actually stole jokes, and it was so frustrating. I know if some people listen to the podcast, they they had a different feeling, mm-hmm. but you need to watch it and you need to see his face and his mannerisms and like all that stuff. Like. It pissed me the fuck off. It's really sad that, you know, like you said, what you were, you were saying, like, he, he couldn't own up to it. And, you know, he, he burned a lot of bridges with a lot of people in the comedy scene where it, it, it was really sad where it's like, okay, who's going to go up next? Like, you know, I don't want to go up next because who's going to be behind me? Who's going to come up after me? It's, it's going to be Carlos Mancino. He's going to mm-hmm. copy all my shit. So mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't want to go. They don't want to. I think they didn't want to go last or, or someone behind him or yeah, anything, but he was telling jokes left and right. And, uh, you know, before, um, in the morning today, I rewatched when, uh, Joe Rogan called out Carlos Mancina, you know, on stage and shit like years ago. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And, um, what's crazy is that I think, th- I don't know if it was, that episode or maybe someone, uh, some, another podcast was kind of talking about it and, I was thinking about it, like how much, how much time is he going to be in this like prison where like nobody is going to, uh, you know, appreciate him and no one's going to give him that, that acceptance back into the comedy world. But because you look at a lot of other people like a Louis CK who did, you know, had his thing. Yeah. Um, a Chris D'Elia who's little by little might slowly but surely come back into his thing. And you look at Carlos Mencia, and it's been so many years, and no one has yet to, like, give him the light of day. And it, I honestly think it's because he, he can't own up to it. All these other guys who've had all these scandals and all these situations happen to them, they've apologized. They've owned up to it. They said sorry that they fucked up. This guy can't do that. And that's why he, <laughs> he questions, like, I don't know, you know, this was my career. This is my life. Like, dude, well, fucking own up to it. And everything, I can't imagine, like, if you were to actually own up to it and say what, sorry and all that, how much easier his life would be. Yeah, and, and also, he, he was a part of, of uh, banding uh, uh, Joe Rogan from the comedy store because of, of, of his, own, of his uh, influence. Yeah, and I, I honestly think, like, I would love to, to just to feel or, he, like, just to be in, inside him and see like the toll that it takes on him. Cause obviously, you know, like for me, if I have a secret and it's a really bad one, mm-hmm. it's going to eat up at me, eat up at me. And I'm going to have to like, you know, tell the truth eventually for him to go this many years, these many years and to still not fess up and onto it, it must be eating him up inside. At least a normal human would. And hopefully one day he fesses up. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. You know, that'd be kind of weird if, uh, well, Joe Rogan said no, but if would would ever see Carlos Messina go on the Joe Rogan's podcast and squash the differences? But I think Joe was like, "Man, fuck it, that's like long time ago." But I guess, I guess he got. I guess he just you can work so hard at it, but he's he's just blackballed in the comedy world. Exactly. Fuck, man. Hey, so what you think about Tom Brady today? All fucked up. Oh, dude, it was hilarious. I was watching those uh the videos of him like stumbling out of the, 
you know, out of or back into wherever he was, like back into his car, or whatever. And, oh my yeah. god, dude, it was it was it was nice to see, like, hey, this guy's you know regular human, mm-hmm. you know, celebrating, getting fucked up like the rest of us. Yeah, he was uh, throwing his fucking Super Bowl trophy oh to another god, bow. Dude. I bet the Bucks oh were like, "What the fuck are you doing, guy? Like, that's that's supposed to be in the stadium. That's gonna be ours." Maybe unless they have the real one, and maybe that's like a like a like a prototype or a duplicate one. I don't know, but the balls I, on this guy to just be chucking around the Lombardi Trophy from his boat onto another boat. That's ridiculous. Oh, Imagine if that shit was heavy and it sink into the bottom of the water. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is pretty heavy, and it, it'll sink. It'll go straight down. No way! Uh, no way that thing floats up. No man, oh, it was just seeing. I mean, let's get into it, man. I mean, everyone was all thinking Kansas City was going to win this game, but you know, Kansas City has some people who are injured. But to go out like that, and the Bucks were like, you know what? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, this is not your time yet. I still got one more in me, but he's the GOAT. Yeah, and for me, I'm a Packer fan, so obviously the Bucks beat the Packers, and I was all butthurt and, you know, sour about the whole thing. So I was like, nope, I'm not picking the Bucks. I'm not picking the Bucks. The Chiefs are going to win. That was just my my heart because I couldn't accept the Bucks beating the Packers, so I was I was not going to pick the Bucks to, to win. But in my head, knowing the amount of football that I know and knowing the amount of sports that I know, mm-hmm. I knew 100% that, you know, this wasn't going to be a cakewalk for the Chiefs. That mm-hmm. the defense for the Bucks is legit. The offense just keeps coming and coming and coming. They don't let up. So I didn't think it was going to be a blowout like that. I don't think anyone mm-hmm. did. Fucking Chiefs didn't even score one touchdown. But... I thought it was going to be, you know, a little bit more high-scoring game. You know, the Bucks got up to the 30s. I thought the Chiefs were going to get around that number, and it came down to the defense, and that defense for the Bucks was just too much to handle. And you know what I noticed is, like, there was a lot of who's-who's in that Bucks, and I I forgot I was like, Antonio Brown yeah. is with the Bucks, and he had the hard shit with the Raiders, and he – the pass and they cut him and all this drama on social media. Then the Bucks picked him up and now he got a ring. I mean, like, I mean, and they're saying Tom Brady wants to play until he's 46, 45 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's going to get what another two more, maybe three more Super Bowls. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I, I could see him maybe getting another Super Bowl appearance, but mm-hmm. the way the NFL has worked, the way the NFL works, just like any other sport, there's so many teams that are just getting better and better each and every day. So it's mm-hmm. just so hard to keep up. And especially mm-hmm. when it comes with salary cap and money. And, you know, obviously when you win a Super Bowl, uh, a lot of guys end up going to different places because they want to get their money. So it's, 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 that, it's tough. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Everyone, oh, you want a Super Bowl? You know, yeah, let's we'll give him a good contract, you know, because he came off a Super Bowl. So he'd probably help our team mm-hmm. and stuff. What do you think about now? Because I think in the beginning when, when Tom Brady went to the Bucks and when he and I think in a way he left on bad terms with Bill Belichick, you know, like the hatred. I feel like now that he won the Super Bowl, it's almost like a like a fuck you to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Like hey, I could do it with like no matter what. I don't know exactly if it was bad terms. Who knows? Because truly nobody really knows. Uh mm-hmm. but 
I, it was more. It, I don't think it's more of a fuck you to, to the Patriots and Bill Belichick, but if it's more of a reassurance to himself because mm-hmm. his whole career has been connected to Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and everyone mm-hmm. has always said the reason why Tom Brady's winning these Super Bowls is because of Bill Belichick. It's because of the coach. It's because of the system that the Patriots have. It's because of the Patriot way. So for him mentally, and I'm pretty sure any athlete would you know, want to settle the score and answer all those questions. And I'm sure in his head, he knew for a fact, like, no, it's not just because Bill Belichick. I- I'm, I'm legit the best quarterback ever. And mm-hmm. he, he went out to, to prove it, and he did. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. And, uh, you know, you, what can you say? He's the, like I said, we'll say it again, he's the GOAT. Mm-hmm. You know, you think he's like the best quarterback of all time? Um, it's hard to, the argument is so crazy, but I honestly think mm-hmm. he's the, I don't think he's the greatest when it comes to actual skill set, mm-hmm. but he obviously is the most accomplished and most successful. So mm-hmm. he's the greatest winner of all time. But mm-hmm. when it comes to pure quarterback skills and mm-hmm. nuances of all that, I would say either Aaron Rodgers I'd probably say Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady in that sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Aaron Rodgers, and you have Drew Brees, you know, um, some of these uh, quarterbacks. You know, now they look at the draft and the combine, you know. We look at Tom Brady when he he, he was the fastest person, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of stuff. But you never know. You you just never know who's going to come out and that that player is going to blossom, you know. Oh, yeah, especially now in today's NFL, like, and even today's football. Like, you look at kids – like you go all the way down to to like the pee wee football stuff. There's kids right now being groomed each and every day mm-hmm. to be an NFL quarterback. Whereas Ugh. 30 years ago, you know, you had guys who, oh yeah, I, I I play quarterback and I play receiver, I play linebacker, I play this, I play that. Now it's like, nope, this kid is meant to be a quarterback, and that's the only thing he's gonna do. So I honestly believe that come talent-wise and all that, we have yet to see, you know, the ultimate, ultimate quarterback. Yeah. And <laughs> right after the Super Bowl, what you think about the halftime of the weekend? It was cool. You know, I like the weekend. I, I know there's some people who, you know, give him shit. Like, uh, he's just like a, you know, a knockoff Michael Jackson type of guy and all that bullshit. But I like him. Uh, was the mm-hmm. halftime performance the best I've ever seen? No, but it was enjoyable. It was entertaining. Am I going to, you know, 20 years from now, go and look back and be like, oh, yeah, the weekend. That was one of the best. No. <laughs> no, I think the best show was when uh, when Justin Timberlake pulled uh, J- Jackson's bra and the titty popped out. Exactly. Nothing better than a titty and some football. <laughs> Right after the Super Bowl, I was watching uh, that movie with Will Smith, Concussion. Yeah, that's a good movie. That would hurt. That that hurt my heart. Have you ever seen the documentary of that doctor? No, I haven't. But I think he's a professor at UC Davis and up north. Yeah. So this this doctor that Will Smith played, there's a documentary about the whole situation. That documentary is so good because everything that they talk about in the movie, they actually talk about and show in real life. The actual, you know stuff that they were doing in the movie they actually show it in real life on the documentary 
So it's pretty good. Yes. I, I would recommend watching. If you like the concussion movie, you'll probably like the actual documentary even more. Yeah, when I saw the movie, it, because I, I seen the little parts of it, but when I seen it again, it made me feel like, like I have boys and I don't want them playing football. Yeah, I just I wouldn't want that. Um, I don't have kids yet, so I wouldn't say yet. But the the way that sports is working now is, you know, there's pee wee leagues where you know it's flag football. So I'd probably let them do flag football all the way up until high school, and if they seem to enjoy the sport enough, then you you know we could have that discussion of you know trying out for you know tackle football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it was just when, when he saw the collision, he was doing like you're shaking a bottle with the water mm-hmm. and the impact. That to me, that freaked me out. Yeah, it's scary because uh, you only have one brain and you only have one life. And your brain, as amazing and magnificent as it is, you can, it can only handle so much. So mm-hmm. at a young age, let's say six, seven years old, and you're already mm-hmm. ramming your head into other kids' heads, and then you get older, you know, 10, 12, and then teenagers, and you're just doing that for years and years, for more than half your life, for the, the majority of your life. You're smacking your head into another person. Guess what? The back end of your life isn't going to be so fun. Yeah, that's a, I always feel like when someone hits you really back of the head, it's almost like in a way, like, I think I said a while back, like a reset, but where it can really mess up your, your, your brain, mm-hmm. you know? It's crazy. It's crazy. Hey, so what do you think about all these UFC fights coming up? It's like, there's a, hey, did you see? I don't know if you watched the UFC. Did you see fucking Alistair Overeem? Fuck, he got fucked up. Yeah, it's kind of su- it kind of sucks to see Overeem, you know, in the situation that he's in. Like, you know, when I started watching him, he was the fucking scariest guy in the UFC. Like, he'd knock everybody out. And then the moment of truth was when, you know, a few years ago when he got to go up against Francis Ngannou and Francis literally fucking split his lip wide open and, you know, beat the shit out of him. After after mm-hmm. that fight, you know, it just, it, it kind of just went down from there. And, you know, we're probably, we're starting to yeah. see the tail end of his career and hopefully, you know, he doesn't take too many more ass whippings or he can maybe dish out a couple more before he retires and we'll we'll all remember him as one of those Great, scary, heavyweight yeah. fighters. Yeah, and uh, also don't forget the 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 high was the high knee kick to uh, was it San Hagen. He just uh, need uh, uh, Frankie Jesus, Edgar. Jesus, dude, and, that was scary. Dude, right under the chin, I was like, "What the fuck?" I'm kind of glad that it was on the chin and not like directly in his skull because the way that knee hit. Who he could have mm-hmm. he could have br- scat like cracked his skull open, dude. Like the the amount of force that he had on that knee, on that flying knee, he could have easily, mm-hmm. I think, cracked his skull wide open. It would have been the so only. Bad. Oh yeah, the only time I think I seen that it was on Bellator. Michael Venom Page he need high like he did like a high right knee the temple and hits yeah the temple hit Santos' uh, forehead and cracked his skull his his forehead his skull his in his forehead. Yeah, it's. Dude, the UFC is so crazy, right? And I remember just a few years ago, maybe like, let's say five years ago, maybe or so. Yeah, maybe I was like mm-hmm. maybe 19 years old. I was not even into the UFC at all. I didn't know 
I didn't know a single fighter. You could be like, I didn't even know who they were. They could, you, they could have walked right past me. They could have in- introduced themselves. I would have not known who they were. But just like these past, you know, four four years of just studying that and watching it and learning all about it, it's it's a crazy sport, man. And I have so much respect for those fighters. And I've gotten to interview some of the fighters and from UFC and Bellator and getting to have those conversations, mm-hmm. man. The, it, they're the most. I have the most respect for those type of athletes. Yeah, and also there's a fight this Saturday, Kamar Usman versus uh, uh, Gilbert Burns, and they, Gilbert, dude, that's gonna be a Gilbert war. Burns is no joke, dude. He, he, he throws some, throws some haymakers. And what what people are saying, you say, I guess there are people who are saying like, who's gonna win? Is of course it's gonna be Gilbert Burns. It's like, what are you talking about? Have you seen? I think they 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 spar like a thousand times, but they said Gilbert Burns gets the best out of Kamar Usman. We don't know that. Who knows? Yeah, you don't. Yeah, obviously, when it comes to fighting, you never know. You know, one punch changes mm-hmm. everything. But uh, like kind of like the Frank Edgar, one flying knee and that's it. Fight's over. It's done. So you just never know when it comes to fighting. But you can only just look back into the history of each fighter, the histories of you know Usman. And Burns, and you can say, you know, Usman has, you know, the better, you know, the, the better resume. He's been the champ. He's fought, you know, the who's who of people, the who's who fighters. So, you know, on paper you think Usman, but, you know, physically, and you look at what Burns has done to his opponents, you might want to say Burns. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd probably stick with Usman. I wouldn't be super, super shocked if Burns, you know, came in with a big haymaker and – end of the night, but Usman has a good chin, mm-hmm. so you never know. Yeah, that one, and uh, there's one last one. I, um, uh, I don't know what, I, I make. It, I take my money, but I want to see Ben Astrak fight Jake Paul. Yeah, as much as people kind of joke around and, you know, they make fun of it, and it's, it's interesting because, Jake, you know, Jake Paul, these last couple, you know, little fights that he's had, he, he's... He's no joke. Like, you know, there's a lot of good technique in his in his, you know, fighting ability. And then you look at Ben Askren and MMA wise, you know, one of the best out there, but this isn't MMA. This is strictly boxing. And, you know, Ben Askren's not known for throwing those hands. Um, so mm-hmm. th- it'll be interesting. I-, I still think Ben Askren wins, but mm-hmm. I- I'd be super shocked if uh, and the, I if, if Jake Paul wins. Oh my God, dude! It's gonna all hell's gonna break loose. <laughs> you, you never know. Is this like the brothers? They don't got nothing to lose. It's insane, man. There's a Jake Paul or Logan Paul. Hey, I keep forgetting. Okay. Jake Paul, Logan Paul is gonna. He wants. He's gonna fight. Uh, I get mixed Floyd. up between the two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Logan's know, gonna fight. Floyd. Well, it got delayed, right? Yeah. So they wanted to do this thing where you, if you pay now, you, you make it cheaper. But I guess something with the pay-per-views is like no one was really getting it. So they kind yeah, of stopped no one's, it. Everybody knows that how pay-per-view works is the majority, mm-hmm. if not all, the pay-per-view buys are bought the day of the fight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why they have to do the promotion. You know, I think it was like what you promote for like the for the past like a month or 
couple was it two months you know trying to get prepare the fight and everything and mm-hmm. and boom you know like the, the whole thing but we'll just see what happens you know just we'll never know i mean I'm, to be honest like I'd, i'll watch it because now that football's over i'm just watching ufc now baseball's coming yep. around yep me. i mean how's you think the Dodgers gonna repeat well the 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 guys that they've added already, you know, like Trevor Bauer, they just signed. He's mm-hmm. he's one of the best pitchers out there right now. So looking at their roster and looking at the guys that they still have on the roster and the guys that they added, Dodgers are the team to beat again. And mm-hmm. I, I, they're easily going to make the playoffs, 100% making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. World Series, you look at the National League, you look at, Teams that might have a chance, you know, the Padres look really good. I like what they've done uh, with a lot of trades and a lot of signings. So they've they're they've making moves. The Cardinals are making some moves, you know. So I still got the Dodgers as the, as the team that makes it out of the National League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll just see what happens. Dodgers probably hopefully the repeat. The Lakers, you know, just just we're just trying to just. You know they're gonna get the trophies. Hopefully, you know. I mean, now that uh, you know, it was kind of good for the World Series. The Dodgers won, and the couple was it a month or two later. Tommy Lasorda passed away, so I think it was. Yeah, good. no kidding, dude. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. So what you been up to? How's the pod? How's the kickback podcast? So far, going? so good. Now, as mostly everybody knows, you know, we have two new hosts. Um, mm-hmm. they've been doing a great job. You know, just the other day. You know, we're doing the podcast and I'm, you know, sitting back listening to everybody talk and I am noticing, you know, that they're getting super comfortable with the mic now and, you know, things are flowing and we're in a good, we're in a good flow right now. So everything is, everything's positive. Everything's good. You know, we're, we're, they're giving me feedback on stuff that we should try to do, you know, you know, new segments that we should do on the show. So this is like, this is really fun because they're really into it. They're really excited about it. They're all in, you know, they're, they're really mm-hmm. giving their best and doing it. So I'm, I'm excited to keep, keep on going. Yeah. Cause like uh, with me, it was a kind of a little hard transitioning to the, to uh, the new guys like Abe and Louie. Cause I was so used to you, Jesse and Jay. And it, it took me like maybe not. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe about like a month or two because I just it, it was different. It was really different because you know there's Jay was more like Jay was Jay's Jay. Yes, that's exactly a good way to put and it. I, I know Jay can just really speak his mind when it comes to political stuff here, and it was one of those. And you know, like you know, it's just it. You still talk oh, to Jay? Oh, he's are one of my closest friends. Yeah, he's at my house all the time. And uh, the, I think it was maybe two episodes ago. He literally just, because he knows what days we record, he just popped right in. And we, mm-hmm. you know, I set up a mic and we were chopping it up. And it was like he didn't miss a beat. It was, it was fun. You know, he's already said uh, episode 100 when we get there. Not if, when we mm-hmm. get there. Uh, he'll he'll mm-hmm. jump back on for that episode. And, but yeah, like Louie and Abe are different than Jay because you know their sense of humor is different you know their personalities are different mm-hmm. so I knew it was going to be something that you know our listeners were going to get used to or have to get used to but mm-hmm. from the responses that we're getting from the feedback that we're getting it seems like everyone's enjoying Abe and Louie especially now that they're starting to get to know 
how like who they are and their sense of humor and you know it's 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 mm-hmm. it's fun because I knew exactly that once we made that switch over, it wasn't going to be too hard just because the our chemistry as friends were, were like I said all four of us we do everything together so it's 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 pretty easy to mm-hmm. switch over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of good. Like, you know, sometimes because people were telling me, hey, Mega Man, you need to have a co-host. And I was like thinking about it because there's some topics where it's like sometimes it's solo, but to get another person's opinion, it would be kind of, you know, it would be kind of cool. And that's what I'm kind of doing. I want to just kind of see. I, I, I knew I know a couple of people. Maybe we'll do like a maybe like I have a co-host maybe like once mm-hmm. a month. Just because I'm swept as if I don't have a guest on for like a week or two, like, hey, you want to jump on? Because I, I reached out to Eddie from a social primate and he, he, and he says like, hey, I'm down or maybe have you one day. I don't know to see what happens. Yeah, that's, you know? it, I, I'm always in favor of having, you know, that extra person in the room because then you don't feel like you're talking about yourself mm-hmm. the whole time. But yeah, I'm <laughs> always I'm always for like, you know, people having a co-host because it's easier to. You know, navig. Obviously, like when you're by yourself, you can literally just, you know, take whatever road you want. But when you have a co-host, you know, mm-hmm. you can feed off of their energy. You could feed off of their ideas. You could feed off of, you know, their story or whatever they're talking about. Like, so it's a good balance. It's, mm-hmm. But you got to find the right person. So that's the oh, that's yeah. the, some oh, of yeah. the tricky part. You know, there's, you know, people who, it, it's. It's a lot easier to do it with someone that you're really comfortable with. Yeah, then you are, and you're doing like another uh, two podcasts. You did one with the Hot Corner with Tugbo, which you talk about sports, but you did another one called Kickback with. Yeah, Chris. so how that one came about, kicking back with Chris. Um, we were, you know, since I do the kickback with you know Jesse, Louie, and Abe. There's already four of us. And, you know, when we add mm-hmm. a guest, yes, it's it's fun, but there's just so many people in the room, so many people talking at the same time. And I was like, you know what? It, it's cool. And at the same time, they're not they're not really into, like, interviewing a person. They're just more into, like, you know, having, you know, a good, a good time. Like, hey, we're just going to sit back, drink some beers. And, you know, with certain guests, that's 100% like we're doing it. Like, we're just going to all hang out, shoot the shit, kind of like when you came um that's like a perfect way mm-hmm. that's like a perfect guest for the kickback but for other people like other guests mm-hmm. and other people that i've wanted to you know talk to and interview and i pride myself in being a pretty decent interviewer and i thought you know mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of people that i do want to talk to um and it's not really they're not really like part of it's not going to be like a good kickback situation where you know, there's so many people in the room. So I was like, you know what, this is a good chance for me to, you know, keep doing my, keep my interview skills up and having those one-on-one conversations mm-hmm. with those comedians or other podcasters. And so far it's been good. I, I've been enjoying them. Yeah. I remember you said to me a while back and I heard, I think I heard an episode when you did, when you had a guest with, uh, with Ernesto from flashback with the homies and say, you know, if you really want to have a guest, have someone that, you already know or you know you know mm-hmm. familiar and you've seen that he or she's person's work and it makes the conversation go a long time and, and you get more comfortable and that's why when when i heard that i was like you know what chris has a point because there's so many people maybe from your podcast from mine that want to come on 
But to me, with my podcast, Chris, I have to be very selective who I bring. Yeah, up. and I, I get those DMs like, "Hey, my name is so and so. I'm a YouTuber. I'm a this. I'm a that. I'm a musician. I'm an artist. Can I be in your podcast?" Yeah, I get mm-hmm. those a lot, but it, it's it's not nothing towards them and nothing you know to be mean or anything. But I'm just not interested in talking to you yet. Like I. Like, let me, mm-hmm. let me look at your page. Cause they like, most of them are like, Hey, let's do it like today, tomorrow. I'm like, Hey, let me look at your page, see your work. Let me see what you've done. So that way I get interested in mm-hmm. you to the point where like, Oh, mm-hmm. man, the moment you come on, I have a million questions that I have. And that's what I tell people when they, when they're looking into trying to have a guest and it's a, it's, it's as simple as this. If you want to interview someone, Interview someone that you already know their story because immediately you're just going to have questions about them. And not just that, interview mm-hmm. someone that you're honestly 100% interested in. 100% interested. Like mm-hmm. the last guy that I had on, Mark Vieira, super funny comedian. Yes. That I, wa- I was watching him on HBO Max one night and I'm dying laughing. My family's dying laughing. And I'm like, you know what? I've seen this guy for a few years. I love his comedy. I'm going to hit him up and see if he wants to do a podcast. Hit him up. And immediately it was just an easy conversation because I knew all the stuff that I wanted to know about him. And it's, it's, that, it's that simple. So that mm-hmm. way I don't have to dive so deep into that person's life to try and, you know, find out of thin air a question to ask. Yeah. When you, um, I'm going to hear that episode. Um, tonight when i go to work but i noticed with him he's like man he looks familiar and i was like oh he's gonna go on i think he's gonna do he's gonna go on comedy tour i think with gina Brion, yeah the he's been on tour with gabriel iglesias he's been on tour with a lot of other guys um he's a new york mm-hmm. comic um but yeah he's been on yeah. hbo hbo max true tv showtime so he's been it's been everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, um, the episode um, I heard with Fidel, good freaking episode. The one you did with Ramblings, that was a good episode. It was very, um, it was a good episode. I just feel like with some stuff, which we all, back then, we were all trying to get a name for ourselves. But when you when you had him on, and he talks about where well, I'm changing this around and this, and, and seeing that the Ramblings Alcoholics is getting you know, bigger now and now to have a network. And now that I see a lot of podcasters, they're, they're starting to come on their own and they're trying to build a network. They're just mm-hmm. trying to and get out And I think that's, there, what, that's what we're all trying to do, to be honest. Like, like whatever level you're at, like whatever situation you're in, whether you're first starting out, whether you're one mm-hmm. year in, two years in, three, ten years in, you're in the business of getting listens. You're in the mm-hmm. business of getting views. And you got to do whatever you got to do so that way that can happen. And, you know, they're, they're yes. finding their stride. They're, in, they're, they're right in it. You know, obviously, you know, us as the kickback, you know, we're getting in our stride again. You know, so, you mm-hmm. know, we're just – that's what podcasting is. You know, you just got to be consistent enough to do it each and every week or every other week, however you mm-hmm. – you know, however people do their podcast, and just be consistent. Because mm-hmm. then eventually you're yeah. gonna have that moment where you're doing the podcast, especially when you're doing it with other people. You're gonna look around, and it's that out of body experience, like I had with the guys, where I look around and I'm 
I'm like excited and proud of them because it's just like, this is exactly what I envisioned. We're not doing, we're doing a podcast right now, but it's literally just us hanging out, talking. This is exactly a normal Friday night, but there just so happened to be mics in front of us. Mm. Yeah. 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 That, that I like how you just said it like that, you know, and uh, it's good. You know, I just seen, um, I won't mention certain podcasts, but they, um, I'll tell you off air, but you know, there's some that they quit and I told <clears> them, <throat> why did you quit for or he or she? And it's like, I just don't have the time for it. It's not fun no more. Um, I can't get a guest or maybe a co-host left or this. It's like, just keep on doing it. But some of them, they just, they don't want to be consistent, you know, because, you know, with you, you're doing your thing. Or me, I'm a workhorse. I do, like, this week, I'm so busy doing podcasts. Like, I'm doing, like, 10 episodes this week because, you know, I was telling you mm-hmm. a while back, I'm going to take a break. So I got to do this. I got to just be more gung-ho and just suck it up and put all these episodes out, whatever I can. And even though I'm going to take three months off, Chris, I'm still going to keep my podcast relevant because I'm going to be doing other people's Yeah, podcasts. and that's what you got to do. And I'm you know, I feel bad for some people like you. I don't know who you're talking about. And obviously we'll talk about it after, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, if there's anybody who's not making, if, if the podcast isn't fun anymore, then yes, stop. But if you feel in your heart that you want to continue podcasting, but you just, you know, you can't find the guest to interview or you can't find, you know, the right co-host, you know, sometimes it's okay to be on your, by yourself. You know, those solo episodes that you've done, I've done solo episodes in the past, you know, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Yes. At the beginning, but guess what? Mm-hmm. It, oh guess yeah. What? At the end of the day, you know, if you don't like it, if you don't like how it came out, delete it. And then guess what? You come in the next mm-hmm. day, try it again. And, you know, maybe have different topics and have another crack at it because it's not live. You know, it's not, going to be out there for like for someone to see just yet it's it's on your schedule it's on your time so it just takes practice Mm -hmm. man it takes a lot of practice yeah i just don't want to see any other podcasts you know they're so happy to do it and when they see how much effort they have to put in with their time and you know with promoting and getting this how much what am i going to say and this and you know, sometimes they just get kind of scared, you know. I even had podcasters who were too scared to reach out to me. And I was like, well, how come you don't want to reach out to me? Well, because I looked at your numbers on your Instagram because I'm almost at 5,000. And they were like, well, I, want, I wanted to see if, if you're cool to come on my podcast. It's like there's times I would say no. But when I saw his podcast, I heard it's like, I like your podcast. And he's at like in the 70s and 60s. But I'm going to say no to certain podcasters if you're at nine or 10, because we talked about it a while back, you know, I don't know if you're going to be one, mm-hmm. if you have one foot in one foot out. Yeah. And whenever, and I, I've said this before in the past, like if someone asks me, can I, can you do my podcast mm-hmm. or can you be a guest? I have yet to say no. Mm-hmm. I have yet to say no thanks or I can't do it. Um, just because, you know, I've mm-hmm. been in that situation before where, you know, I was just starting mm-hmm. out and I'm asking someone, it's like asking someone for a favor. And I know that situation. I know that feeling. And yeah, they, you know, there's some people, you know, you do the interview, you do it. And a couple of weeks later, you look back and you're like, oh man, they, 
it stopped. And yeah, it could be like a waste of time. Like, oh, well, that wait, that was a waste of an hour or so. But at the same time, I look at it as, you know what? It was good, you know, learning experience. It was good for me to jump on someone else's podcast and be a guest. And who knows mm-hmm. how many people, mm-hmm. whether it's one or two people that were listening that ended up switching over because they stopped their podcast and they remembered that I did one and they liked it mm-hmm. and they jump on ours. So I always say yes and I always do them just for the hell of it. You know, even though I don't know anything about them, I'll still do it just for the just for the fuck of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And lately I've been watching because you're putting now you start. Yeah. And that's account. that's a whole nother beast, dude. That's a whole nother situation because it's, it's funny. You know, a lot of people when it comes to YouTube, everyone the sole purpose is like, oh my gosh, I got to get views. I got to get views. I'm not tripping about it. I'm not tripping about mm-hmm. views. Like, because when I look at the listening numbers, the, they're fine. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not tripping out. I'm not the, oh my gosh, nobody's listening. Nobody's watching. Like, no, that's not the situation. There's people listening, but I guess there's just more people. There's more people listening than watching. So, you know, that just takes time. So if you ever, if anyone ever starts a YouTube channel, don't freak out that you have only like two views, five views, 10 views, 20 views. It'll, it'll grow eventually. And, mm-hmm. you know, just have other options, mm-hmm. have the video, have the audio version of it. So that way, you know, let's say, you know, the video stuff isn't working out and I'm not getting the numbers that I like, I could always stop, but I still have that, that base of people who just listen and that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's what I'm, I want to start doing. I want to start, you know, like getting, if I have some, like, it's, it's a little tricky. It's like, I seen podcasters put their episode, like what we're doing right now as an audio into YouTube, or if you have one face to face and, and that's where I want to do the transition. Cause I know like, um, he, the people who always get good advice is, uh, what you might call Andy from profile pod and, uh, pretty much, um, uh, What's my call? Fidel from Talking Again podcast. Yeah, I like I like I like both of them. They 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 really do give good advice. They give like you know sound advice. Like it's nothing too crazy, nothing too like out of the ordinary. So I, I and then getting to talk to both of them, and getting to know them, they're really good people to to have mm-hmm. as you know allies and friends. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> they. Uh... They're just coming up, and I remember, you know, when profile he started, he started like, "Hey, Mega Man, I just wanted to let you know, like, I'm hearing your podcast. I like what you're about." And I started hearing a lot of this stuff, and man, man, there's these, there's, there's millions of podcasters out there, but there's always a diamond in the rough somewhere. Um, yeah, it's, it's, there's so many, dude. And like I said, you just got to be consistent and just keep doing it. Just keep going, even if it's only ten people mm-hmm. listening. Guess mm-hmm. what? Those ten people are relying on you to come out with another episode. <laughs> Trust me, Chris. I get that shit every day on my DMs. When's the next episode, Mega Man? When's the next guest on the Mega Man After Dark? Hey, is there going to be a girl who's going to flash her titties on the Mega Man After Dark? I get <laughs> yeah, shit like that. It's a whole other different uh, <laughs> conversation there. It's, cra- it's crazy, though, but I always enjoy listeners and viewers who – our followers that that you know follow the instagram like hitting us up and saying hey i love that you know topic or i can't wait for another episode or you know i'm looking forward to this or that like i always enjoy stuff like that it's it's fun 
<laughs> even have your brother dead while hey megan are you gonna come on live yeah. and play some music yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he's always like that because you know i'm gonna get i'm gonna get your brother on but i know he's busy i, I mean he's working but yeah. he's making like a and, hat design now you know that's you know something that he's always into he's always into a different little project you know that's how his head works so after the hat it's going to be you yeah. know who knows yeah. what and else. He, and Mm-hmm. And you just yeah. got to the merch game uh, now. You, too, know, huh? you could buy some kickback merch, uh, some shirts, hoodies, sweaters, and all that good stuff. You know, I just, uh, you know, I, I just put it out there to see if, you know, if for those people who want to buy them, they, and, you know, mm-hmm. people bought them, which is cool. I got to get into that because people have been telling me, like, yo, Mega Man, you've got a podcast, but you got to start, you know, you know, putting some merch out and everything. I was like, you know what, you're right. Just, when you're so focused and you're so busy of trying to mm-hmm. put much content out, it's hard to stop putting out content to focus on another task. That's the hardest part. Right yeah, there. and not, it's not just that. Like, it, it's you know, it's just another project that you have to worry about. You know, you got to worry about the store. You got to worry about you know changing things up and you know adding new design. Like, or just recently, you know funny you mentioned it just recently i'm you know making you know more logos to put on shirts so that way you know there's different stuff that people can buy you know people can you know buy new stuff and Mm -hmm. so it's a constant you know not a grind or it's not that much of a grind but it is constantly you know working on stuff like our website you know i found a different type of you know thing to use Mm -hmm. so i'm kind of mess messing around with that and you know, so it's it. I enjoy it. You know, some people might think of it as a burden, or it's it just too much work. I enjoy doing that stuff. It, it, it's fun for me. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's what I want to do too. Like do the designs, the merch. You know, like the new logos, or and also just mm-hmm. try to get my platform out there where people are telling me, "Hey, go on Facebook, go on Tumblr, go on Snapchat, go on Twitter." Would want you to do a Mega Man podcast on TikTok and shit. It's like, to me, to be honest, if I do all that, I'll never yeah, have time with my that's family. That's when you got to prioritize it's certain hard. things in your life. And that's why with the kickback, you know, it's always every Tuesday mm-hmm. we record mm-hmm. and we all know, hey, it's Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I always send out a little message on Monday, Monday night saying podcast. And all the guys <laughs> say, yep. And the next question is always, all right, who's on, what's on tap? Who's bringing the beer? And, you know, so we, we got that, that tradition and that, you know, <laughs> that thing down already. We got it down. Okay, okay, yeah. You just got – Jesse, go get the beers. I mean, if eventually hope once this COVID is done, if you ever invite me, um, for each and every one of you, uh, I'm going to give you um, a variety pack of four Sounds pack fun. of beers on Sounds me. Sounds good, and I'm when, pretty when sure we'll do our best to try and pound those things yeah. uh, all in one night. Uh, I don't know if you could because some of these beers might yeah, be it's, it's seventeen. You know, it's, it's funny. Uh, just the other day, or right before we did the podcast <laughs> yesterday, you know, Abe was Abe was telling me like, "Oh, what episode uh-huh. is this?" I'm like, "74 or whatever." And he's like, "So you're telling me that you've had 74 different types of beer on the podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah, believe it or not, yes, we've had we've tried so many different types of beer, and if it, if anything, like it's just so much fun mm-hmm. getting the." Getting that at least, you know, we we went from being a modelo type of group 
where you know we drink Modelo's or Coors or all that stuff. We went from being that type of group to, oh, uh-huh. we gotta go to, you know, this uh, this brewery or we gotta go to this uh, liquor store because they have craft beer there. We gotta go to this one. We gotta go here, <laughs> there. We gotta go to craft beer kings. We gotta do that. Yep. So yeah, it's 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 fun. Oh yeah. So I enjoy it. It, it could get pricey at times, obviously, but it's in, it's worth it. It's okay. It's okay. It's worth it. When you did the episode with Dead Mount and Randy, man, that changed the whole fucking craft beer game. It was like shit. I mean, like I have to go visit Randy because I know he's still at Phantom of the Carriage, Dead Mall. But like, yeah, when you go to Craft Beer Kings, they're already gonna put out a uh, an uh, B Rail and Mo collaboration. The 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 beer's yeah. gonna be out. And on you know Valentine's what was crazy? Day. I was thinking back to uh, before all these. Uh, you know, uh, Beer Thug Life and Hip Hop Craft, you know, I remember interviewing him right before they yes. came out with that first beer with mm-hmm. the album on it. And I remember talking to him and that was yes, something yes, that, yes, yes, yes. that no one really did. Like, no one really did that. And I, it, it was such no crazy one. timing because I had nope. him on the podcast and we got to talk about it. And, you know, he explained everything to me. And then even off air, I was like, is this going to be like a, 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 a thing? Like... This could be, I, I was telling him, like, this is such a great idea. Like, this could be a legit thing where you add an album to this, to, to each beer. And, and, you know, he told me, like, yeah, we have big plans. Yeah. We have plans for all this. And getting to see the plans that he told me come to, come true. And it's, it's so cool to see. Yeah, they ain't fucking around. When they did that Visionary one, you get the, the, the new album for the Visionaries. And with that, I mean, they're, there's so many when the blue and XL with the blue album and stuff, anything that you see a scam uh, barcode when anything with beer tape, but with that's hip hop crafts, you know, what he's doing. Yeah. They're just changing the game, you know, beer, thug life, cellas and hip hop. There's no denying it. And that's why you're making a, yeah, that's why they're making a lot of you know, noise in the fucking being, East Coast now. You know, I'm not like fucking head first. I'm all bodied into the craft beer world. I know enough about it. I, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. But, you mm-hmm. know, doing some of the interviews that I've done with, like, Randy or Craft Beer King and, uh, or um, Hip Hop Craft, I mean, um, you know, just being in that world, like, people are, all, like, there are people who hit me up, like, oh, dude, I remember that episode, I remember this, I remember that, like, like, this is a legit, it's a legit community, mm-hmm. and it's so much fun to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's so much, you know, and uh, it's it's good. It just it's it's kind of awesome to see when you have a past guest on, and all of a sudden they blow up. You'd be like, man, I mm-hmm. can't believe I had yeah, he or she, and they it. just blew up. That's what it, I know. Hey, so who, hey, so is there any future guests who who's gonna be um, coming on the kickback? The kickback with you? As of now, we're just gonna keep it the same with just us four. Obviously, we'll have maybe you know. A casual J mm-hmm. appearance every now and then. Uh, with Kicking Back with Chris, um, mm-hmm. I kind of do them during the week. I'll record them during the week, and then I release them on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no one specific yet. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always – you know how it is. You know, there's always so many different people you want to get on. You want to get the whole world on. And, you know, you send out a mass community, <laughs> a mass email of just so many different artists or comedians or – athletes so you know i wait for the replies you know i it was funny because uh 
I remember I, I had emailed uh, Tom Holland, you know, Spider-Man. And I was, you know, just, just for the fuck of it. Yes. And I was like, yeah, he's not going to reply. And then like, an, like within an hour, mm-hmm. I get a notification. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Does that really fucking Tom Holland? And I look and I'm like, hey, and, you know, he was telling me, you know, oh, I'm shooting this movie and I can't do really do it. I'm really swamped. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He's like, hit me up, you know, a couple months down the line where I'm free and available. And I was like, oh, okay. So who knows what that relationship might turn into if I can get him on or um, there's just so many different people. You know, I don't have a specific group or specific person. But in the meantime, when it comes to like those high profile guests, in the meantime, I like interviewing other podcasters. So Mm -hmm. you're going to see other podcasts on Mm -hmm. Kicking Back with Chris, other hosts. So we'll we'll see who who uh, who comes on. That's awesome, man. Well, Chris, man, I, I know we're short on time, but I, I mean, I'm gonna get you on again uh, when I come back from break. But uh, is there any shout out to everyone who listens to the kickback? Shout out to. Chris, you there, Chris? Oh, can you still hear me? Mic check, mic check. Sorry, I think I lost you, Chris. Oh, my bad. So, like I was saying, yeah, if I guess you enjoy you. listening uh, yeah, to the kickback, I appreciate you guys. And, you know, check out the kickback on Instagram and our links to everything. Our links to, you know, kicking back with Chris, the link to uh, the kickback, the original podcast, you know. So, check all that stuff out on the kickback podcast LA on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, Hope you guys have a. I hope you guys enjoy our content. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Chris. Everyone, subscribe to the Make a Man's podcast, but also subscribe to the Kickback podcast as well, so both podcasts can climb the rankings on Apple Podcasts. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple, yep. uh, Anchor, uh, Pocket Cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, was it a Google? Was it a Google podcast? Uh, I thought about dude. I heard. Are you on iHeart yet? They have certain restrictions and rules when it comes to like music and stuff and we do intro songs like that so i kind of stay away from them mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm trying to get into our heart but that's what i've been hearing mm-hmm. about too i i heard it's a little Dude, bit I, more strict i can't real quick i can't wait till but Spotify everything opens up but yeah what, video platform yeah, go for f- everybody definitely going to use that i heard up oh oh i heard about that and that's one of the reasons why I'm not doing YouTube yet because I'm waiting for it because there are certain things mm-hmm. that you can't put on YouTube and it gets taken down. Now, that's one of the reasons why Joe Rogan is not doing on YouTube because if you do that, anything, mm-hmm. um, you're losing your sponsors. You're losing everything. So yeah. that's the thing we'll talk about on the next time where there is an issue with Spotify, with Joe Rogan, but also with this whole thing with cancel culture where – a lot of people are like, like you said, are waiting to go on Spotify because mm-hmm. you can be yourself and you can put whatever you want. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. why I don't go on YouTube anymore. I go to DuckDuckGo. Yeah, that's the one. If you can't find anything on YouTube, I go, you go to DuckDuckGo because YouTube censors certain things, like the real shit. They nice. censor it, so that's why I go to DuckDuckGo for all my info. All right. Well, all right, Chris. Well, hey, best of luck to you. And, uh, and it is and about to be out. The episode's already yes. out with you for the kickback podcast. 
You too, man. All right. All right, Chris. You take care, okay? Thank you.